You wanted a war? Well, baby, you got one. Kenny, it's Izzy, the prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. This is the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. Face me for Christ's sake. Brandon Brown. You know what's really weird? It's like, <laughs> I can hear, like, it's just full disclosure, the program that we use, um, OBS, to, you know, do the podcast, or the program I use, because Brandon just sits his happy ass there, <laughs> smiling like a like a drunk kid high on wine for the first time. Uh, <laughs> the, program that I, the program that I use, uh, OBS, um, it's... Like you can't hear the audio video when you play it. So when you, when I play mm. a video and poor Brandon, because if Brandon hasn't seen the video, he pretty much has to like read the lips. But it's funny because every time we I play the intro, I hear it, and I realized that just now because I'm like I I hear. I hope the episodes keep getting better and better and better, <laughs> and you keep stacking them like new day pancakes. Like I just I can hear uh, the podcast, um, and yeah, it, it's just it's just really funny. I heard absolutely nothing. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I'm looking at the chat here. Uh, yeah. It says Brandon said he wanted to skip this episode. Yeah, it's true. Hey, Brandon did say that. It's true. And uh, I bet Kenny's patiently waiting to start, and Brandon's struggling to, <laughs> to tie his shoelaces, even though he's not leaving the house. It's true. Brandon he, does stuff like that. So, so <laughs> like Brandon's like, you know what? I, I completely eliminated the uh, shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my, this uh, guy! Look at this guy! I had to just slip him on. Who takes off their shoe it's on a podcast? Huh? Honestly. Dangerous. Honestly. But Brand, Trip Brand, over him. Yeah. Get just wearing, like, Brandon's just wearing work slippers, essentially. He's got feces and stuff <laughs> just, all over them. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just took the laces out. I was like, enough of this. Enough I'll this. Slip I, on he, he's, like, he's like, no shoelaces, <laughs> no mask. Like, screw this. Screw this. This is enough. All right. Oh, don't, the mask no. too, man. It's like digging into my ear or something. It's like pinching a nerve. I'm like dying. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, luckily, surgeons don't say what you just said uh, about having to do a surgery for like 12 hours on end. Um, right. And Wes, yeah. So, so this is cool. Wes is actually on a road trip. Uh, welcome, Wes. So he's actually on a road trip to his mom's. So he's on I-71 South and he's uh, he's watching our show. So uh instead hey. of paying attention to the road he's uh watching our show <laughs> so good job good job uh wes um <laughs> wrestling in the dark dude i missed you so re wrestling in the dark uh mason he lives in the uk so he's like you know five well, five six hours depending on the time of year ahead of us um so usually if we do the podcast on like at like 10 p.m he can't watch yeah. because you know he's he's somewhere off in la la land dreaming about you know complete like the complete opposite of brandon <laughs> You know, like good things, like good things in life. He says, I love how Kenny talks to Brandon. And when he's finished, there's always like a second silence where Brandon processes what Kenny says. True. Ask Brandon, ask Brandon about the first couple episodes of the podcast. Like a full disclosure, when we were audio only, I would actually oh, go man. through the episodes and edit down the space in between <laughs> the time it took Brandon to respond. So I would say oh, something man. like, you know, like what what do you think about uh WWE Evolution? And it was like 
I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a good like, pay-per-view. Yeah, so I would go back in. I would actually go back in. And there's one. I don't remember what episode it is. But, again, I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain here because I feel like we're yeah. a lot better anyway. Especially Brandon. Like, Brandon's, like, on point now on episodes, all jokes aside. But there's this episode where I say a joke. And Brandon did find it funny because I remember on <laughs> Skype he was like, like, he had a smile. But he did not, like... Like I guess I guess it, his uh, it didn't connect to his brain properly because he didn't yeah. let out any sound. So on the audio, you hear me say the joke, and you just hear silence. And I'm like, man, it's like crickets. So I went back in on an old episode, and I had to take his laughter from an old episode and put it put on. A laugh track. I pretty much wow. put a laugh track on the new one uh, on that. So when I said the joke, it was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a lot better than freaking silence. But Dude, you re- know, remember the one where uh, we I screwed up with the phone or something, and did it like didn't record my audio, and then like I had to oh, go the, back. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! It's even worse than that. He's like one of them. That was our first episode. <laughs> so, well, actually, no, the first, I guess, the test run, the beta, the the what do you call it, the pilot, if you will. That, uh, I yeah. messed up. I messed up. We're just running through the history of this podcast, all right? <laughs> but uh, I messed up because uh, essentially I re- we were recording. This is how primitive we were at the time. Like we were, took two iPhones <laughs> and we like recorded on both of them. And we're like, we're recording on one and Brandon's recording on another. And, and uh, somehow or another, I think I fucked up the audio on Brandon's. So we had to like, if you go listen, go like do, do your homework. Go listen to episode one. It's horrible. You can barely hear Brandon. Now on episode two... <laughs> which was our first real episode oh my god it's so funny so we record it brandon leaves to work and because of the equipment that we were using at the time we had to record our own audios and then kind of yeah. like we'll splice them together again because we we didn't know what we were doing you know with everything's a learning curve so there's there's an example for you for for you guys out there in audio land that want, wants to start like a podcast Anything that can go wrong will go wrong at first. It's just about finding your footing, you know? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, Brandon comes back and Brandon's audio had not recorded. So it's literally <laughs> me talking to myself. And so Brandon, it's the worst episode you'll ever hear in your life. Go listen to it. Uh, episode two. It it's literally brutal. Brandon had to go back in and listen to the episode <laughs> and respond accordingly. <laughs> So bad. Oh man! So it's <laughs> like listen to it. it's like an hour and a half. It's hour and a half. It's long too. You. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, I have to go yeah. back and remember how and I'll be, I react. I'll, I'll say something like, you know, so with WrestleMania coming up this weekend, I mean, wh- Brandon, wh- what WrestleMania was that? He's just like, uh, I mean, uh, I think it was WrestleMania. And then one of them, I think we told a story about like WrestleMania 32, for example. And on the re-record, Brandon says it at WrestleMania 33, which makes me look like a jackass because it makes me sound <laughs> like because no because I said something like yeah you're right or something like right afterwards, yeah. so it just makes me look like a jackass because I'm like getting all all my dates wrong and stuff because of what Brandon said. And I love that the chat is saying, you know, Kenny can screw up and admit it truthfully. Brandon will make excuses to look better. Yeah, that tells you something about his mentality. Like, I I can screw up. I screwed up on my co-host. Like, I'll admit that right now. You know, of all the people I auditioned to be my co-host, this, this over here was what I chose. 
And I took the time to go back and to fix it. I can't believe it, man. We should have just like scrapped it and done another episode. I don't well, know why we tried to. Well, hindsight's now. hindsight's twenty twenty because it's like you know, if if it happened now, I think we'd probably just scrap it and re-record it uh, because we would have the mentality of like we can do better. But back then, we were it, like, you remember how long it took me to like? I would literally we'd record on like a Tuesday and I'd edit for like three days and then release it oh, on yeah. like Saturday. So. It's funny, like you know, a lot of people are like, "Wow, you have the balls to go live and do things live and do stuff." I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you all. I'm gonna pull back the curtain easier, more. Yeah. I'm gonna pull back the curtain even further. The performance aspect, this hour of being on air, doesn't scare me. I don't think it even scares Brandon. Like we, we're used to having this kind of banter anyway with our friends. It's literally that editing and spending time away from like my daughter and things like that. There's for something stupid. Like we've already done it in in my eyes. It, that felt dumb and full and also full disclosure i'm gonna I'm just out him on air i t i fuck with brandon a lot like i manipulate brandon in a good way i'm talking about in terms of like a, a production aspect what i mean by that is brandon is I'm being blunt brandon is a lot better of a talent than he'll ever let on and what happens is if brandon puts that little bit of doubt in his head like you give him a, a safety net like pre-recorded i'm serious if, if you pre-record brandon or you say like okay we'll, this is our first take or something like you give him like a little out brandon mentally can't do it but if you give brandon pressure if you're like this is our one and only take brandon nails it the first time and then that's it i guess i'm like that too to be honest with you i mean like i nail it and that's it we're done you know no safety nets here because I think I think I do or die. No bass right. either. That's what I'm doing. God That's why it. I risk it at all. I risk it at all. Yeah, but that 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 can have heavy, heavy imp, imp, uh, implications. Again, Brian Brian alluding to the fact that everybody in the chat is just making fun of Brandon right now. It's it's like poor Brandon. You know, well, I don't know what he did today. It's just been ten minutes of everyone just running Brandon down. Uh, you know, that's that's I do all like, right. I like, We're I, good. I do like when we can tell stories about the podcast and not just talk about wrestling. Right. I think it's cool that we've gotten to a point where, you know, like people want to hear our stories, not necessarily just want to hear what happened in the world of professional wrestling. Um, so yeah, but, but let, let's get into it, Brandon. Let's get into some wrestling. Um, and some wrestling. Even though the, uh, Raw did a 1.75 rating. <laughs> so I don't know. Did if you like the show, man? Or was, was it like a bitch bag? I don't know if like I should us. say this. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I should say this because it's like I feel like I'm I'm obviously if, if no one else liked episode. it. I thought it was a really really good episode. Like I'm liking the direction Raw's going in, but I think that's the thing. You know, you got to take a step back to take two steps forward, and it's like no matter what, you know, when Stone Cold and I'll say it like this: when Stone Cold and and The Rock went away, and they were replaced by you know the Triple H's and the Undertakers of the time. Um, or and then eventually the Batistas and the Cenas and stuff. Every time that yeah. there's like a, a, a new regime, whether it's superstars or writers or whatever, shows kind of do take a step back. So even though things are better per se, you've alienated the crowd that had stayed for that. And you got to bring in the, a different crowd. Does that make sense? I mean, so when you try something different, it's it's a little risky in that sense. You might you might see like the ratings go down a little bit. I like, but I feel like Bruce Pritchard um, has done a really good job because Raw is just like this really frenetic energy that's just, you know, uh, everything is wrong with Brand. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> 
And Tiff is asking where her bunch of crunch yeah. is. I told you on Twitter, <laughs> the bunch of crunch is dependent on on my place on your list of side bitches. Tiff has a, a list of uh, side bitches yeah. that oh, snap. I was number one on, but I don't feel that way lately. That's why I've been trying to work out and get myself looking better because like Tiff doesn't it. love me anymore. You know, this is what it's all about, man. He wants to impress the, the listeners, the show. Wait, this wait. is why he does what he so, does. Wait, so I work out because I want to impress viewers. listeners. Yeah. So people who people won't yeah. who, who listen in audio land and won't even see me. That's that's who Brandon. Brandon always shoots himself it's in the foot chicken, somehow. Yeah, I got to process it. It's <laughs> He's got to process. process. Yeah, yeah. Give him a second. We I need to do say, this on, a, yeah. on like a tape delay where like um where like my <laughs> yeah, my yeah. responses are like delayed about three <laughs> seconds so that yeah. it sounds like Brandon responds right away. It'll give him like a countdown of three, two, one, and then he can respond. So it'll sound a lot more organic. <laughs> By the way, guys on Instagram, thank you for all the hearts and the emojis and stuff like that. That's right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tiff. And uh, if oh, you're... and did uh, th- okay. oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, did the April uh, shout out work? Did that, did that go? I don't know, April, tell me, tell me if the shout out worked. Yeah. If people were, were like, man, yeah. man, this girl, man, this is the most attractive sideways looking girl I've ever seen in my life because apparently, you know, <laughs> apparently I don't know how to. I'm working in 1999 and I don't know how to, how to flip a video 90 degrees. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay, uh, Kenny. You're number one. You're, the, oh, you're number one podcaster with a cardboard cutout for a co host. <laughs> I sometimes wonder if Did I just hate, do that. If yeah, I, yeah, just if I just, I want more so if I like hung up on you right now, it would just have a still image of you. So yeah. maybe if I just put you like, like where you're like, yeah, Brandon's best episode. But anyway, speaking of best episodes, I really thought Raw was good. I liked that they started off with like the beatdown and Samoa Joe trying to get everybody on, um, you know, everybody under control. And uh, like, I like when shows start off like that. I also like the fact that the segments overlap into each other. You know, someone will be doing an interview and then someone else will walk by and then, you know, say mouth off something and then go to the ring. And then because of that, that person who was interrupted will go and interrupt that. So, you know, in the, Paul Heyman era and even before Paul Heyman they wouldn't have had that interaction backstage it would have just been somebody interrupting somebody else and then you're almost like what happened to cause that now there are little thing, little explanations for like you know Big Show mouthing off a little bit to Angel Garza and Andrade and that's why they show up on stage to, to talk shit to him like that right. to me is a good thing, you know. So it all ties together, even though it's not a huge storyline. It make it it makes me feel invested. Like it makes me feel like I'm not skipping segments because they're not so blocked off anymore. They're not like this is your match, this is your interview, this is this. It's more so everything. If I miss an interview, I may miss why Big Show and Andrade and stuff are out there. So it keeps me tuned in. So I think I think it's actually a really good strategy. I mean, the fact I I alluded to it earlier. I mean. Um, or uh, previous episodes, you know, the whole WWE Championship with Drew McIntyre and R-Truth, that one episode, all culminated. Like, the main event actually cul- is a culmination of the storylines building from the rest of the night. That's cool. Like, that's what you want because, I mean, how many times, Brandon, you know, all jokes aside, have we just started, like, <laughs> nodding off during the main event, you know? And not just because I, I like you have narcolepsy. Yeah, yeah. This was a good I main like event. The raw main event. Ahead, yeah, talk about it. Uh, no, I was gonna say, um, like you, you like the sort of the presentation of the show, or I guess the flows of the shows uh, recently. I was wondering, do you think sort of the downtick 
in the ratings, maybe this is just sort of a random thing. Do you think it has to do with maybe they're missing stars, you know, like Cena, Charlotte, they're missing those people? Or is this just like it'll correct itself, you know? Is it's, it weird just because it's taped or something? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's a, it, it's a uh, combination of a bunch of things. I mean, they are missing some stars, you know, in that sense. On a Raw is really the... Raw and SmackDown have kind of switched. Raw has the younger talent. SmackDown has the main eventers. Um, not only that, I mean, you got a new regime, writing storylines. And then, bluntly, you don't have a crowd. I mean, you know, it can only be so good without a crowd. I feel like if there was a crowd... See, that's my thing, though. If there was a crowd, I feel like they'd be catering to them more. So, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, like, those crossed backstage segments, I feel like they wouldn't do as much. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think... I think you know, going going into later 2020, we might see the ratings rebound. Then again, Raw did its like worst rating ever in like December 2018. Remember mm. that episode, Brandon? Do you remember that horrible, <laughs> horrible episode of Raw? It was like the week before Christmas or something. Oh, so bad. <clears throat> but I, I, I just wanted to get to Christmas, man. That's I mean, one, but, but you see, 1.75. I mean, when AEW yeah. and stuff and, and NXT are doing closer to ones, like for Raw being the flagship show, it's kind of alarming. It's kind of alarming. Um, but yeah, I don't SmackDown know. become the new flagship show. Yeah, but then if it's the or new flagship, it still raw, the, the still problem raw, yeah. the problem with SmackDown in my eyes, right? The, the problem with SmackDown being the flagship is it's on Friday nights, so Friday nights oh, are yeah, going to yeah. be a notorious. Like, granted, I know we're in the COVID era; people shouldn't be going out. <laughs> but as a general statement, I'm going to my COVID party. Right, you're going to the COVID party in it. Alabama. First <laughs> yeah. person gets COVID gets the pot. That's right, baby. I'm getting that. That's money. the thing, by the way. Google that. Um, oh, oh, Alabama. But no, I just, I think there's a problem with with uh, SmackDown being the flagship because Friday nights are just a notorious you know people go out kind of night or people don't pay attention. I'd be home and I forget that SmackDown was on, just because mm. I'm so used to like Friday being the unwind day, you know. And, and people are asking what happened December 2018. It was like the lowest rating ever or something at the time. Um, maybe still was it, a, was it a tape show? Or was it the, it was a live one? It was a live one. I'm pretty sure it was a live one. Oh, uh, it was pretty Damn. bad. It was it was actually pretty bad. But speaking of pretty bad, I'm hearing rumors that uh, NXT UK uh, might be disbanded, um, basically due oh. to a lot of things. Just for the speak out stuff. Well, mainly or because just the combo? it, it oh. combo. Because mainly because uh, I hear it wasn't really. It was a losing. You know, they were losing money, uh, and oh. it was a losing money endeavor. Um, so so basically. Um, they were already kind of on the fence with that. Then the speaking out movement came out and, uh, I mean, it affected mainly, in, in WWE, I should say, affected mainly NXT UK stars. So it's kind of like, all right, let's just get rid of this whole fucking thing. That, at least that's what I'm hearing. I, uh, but is this, is this good for the UK wrestling um, uh, scene? scene? Yes, because WWE was kind of coming in and killing out a lot of these territories. And, um, you know, they were wanting to kind of be the only, the only dog in, in the UK. And so this might actually cause an influx of indie talent to me uh, in the UK. Because if you have all the UK stars go back, um, like one, one that I think of, I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen to Walter. You know, things change. Mm. But two years ago, he did say something about not wanting to go to the US. He wanted to stay in the UK, which is why NXT UK mm. was oh. kind of perfect for him. But if uh, if they disband NXT UK, it's like what happens? And yeah, there I hear rumors. You know, yeah, at least for now, uh, Supreet, who is um, 
Slam Hub Wrestling. He says, um, yeah, he heard NXT UK is not, not going anywhere. Um, it's possible. It's very possible. Um, but like I said, if they do go away. <laughs> yes. If they do go away, Bring I just I just fear that Walter won't follow suit to NXT. Uh, that's that's my fear. Um, right. Do you, do you feel like uh, NXT has kind of done that in the states? It's like it's almost sort of a bad thing because it's kind of breaking up sort of these little indie feds. Because now you got you know no. the indie sort of fed you know developmental no, spot because and I that's think- sort of taken away from. I like like I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing in the US because I think we were lacking uh a lot a lot of um like I, to me it's like it just encourages more people to to join um the wrestling scene. But that being said, to add to kind of what you're asking me, um so it's been reported so reportedly again, I don't know if this is true. I haven't really heard uh confirmation, but um there's rumors that WWE has officially bought Evolve. And so um, now that now your question comes into play even further, which is like, what's the point of buying Evolve? And it's like, is it because they want? Um, is it because well, NXT is like a TV show now, so they feel like let's keep let's have an indie fed that we'll kind of we'll throw a couple bucks at, but like they won't be on TV or stuff like that. But then it's like if they don't utilize mm-hmm. them for the network, is, is is it pointless? So it's like it's a weird it's. It's like, are they They're getting just buying up everybody? Right? Are they, they getting their feet too wet, like in, in in this whole wrestling thing? Because it's like, what's the point of buying Evolve if like you have NXT, or does Evolve become the you know WWE Network exclusive show? Right. But then and then again, I hear rumors of like a different tiers of the WWE Network, like another tier coming, like for indies so it's like you know then maybe that's a good thing for the business because if you have evolve and you have you know um other other wrestling companies um on there then it's like okay it's not necessarily i I think that'd be a good idea because you keep in the people that are like you know whenever cedar wins they're like yeah man i'm canceling my subscription (laughs) and then it's like oh well you're gonna cancel you're gonna miss out on all this cool indie action like look at all these great you know indie promotions we got under our umbrella now like you have to stay subscribed (laughs) to watch so and that's kind of and that's kind of my thing so in theory them them having um all these indies is good but if vince mcmahon gets involved and it's like damn it it needs to be like this it's like okay (laughs) now when everything starts looking the same but like to me evolve should be like untouched unfiltered like nxt was was similar to that but now obviously they they pulled the reins in a little bit because they're on national tv evolve should be like you know when shotzi blackheart was involved and she was just jumping out on chairs and killing herself to try to make a name that should be what evolve is because um it, it should be a platform for people wanting to get signed you know, and showing the best of the best, that sort of thing. Because I, I'd never heard of Shotzi Blackheart until that evolved special, and I was like, if they sign one person, sign her. So I think that's should be Evolve's purpose. Uh, you know, and I didn't know we were going to spend a lot of time talking about the indies and Evolve, but hey, it's organic. That's what happens. <laughs> it's gonna feel well. Speaking of, well, I guess they're not the indies anymore. Uh, NXT and AEW going at it. Dual pay-per-view fighting. This is pretty crazy, man. Let's keep, that, then, let's keep that one for yeah. then. We'll tease that a little bit because uh, oh, okay. I do want to talk. Okay. I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, Fighter Fest versus the Great American Bash. The the whole point of this episode. 
Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about somebody who we we uh, we were surprised to get the news. Like we were halfway through the episode last week, and all of a sudden we get uh, news that Tessa Blanchard was released from Impact Wrestling. So oh, now yeah, I'm yeah. seeing reports, and there's con- there's contradicting reports. So I kind of want to get your opinion on this. Because uh, I'm seeing reports of WWE interested in Tessa Blanchard, have reached out to her to see, you know, if she was, she's willing to do business. But then I see reports of WWE is trying to get rid of problematic wrestlers. So it's like, this is what, kind of why I don't believe everything I read on the internet. Because if you pay attention, there are contradicting reports. Because if Tessa Blanchard is a problematic wrestler, and WWE is trying to get rid of pro- problematic wrestlers, which one is it? So to me, I don't think WWE is actually trying to get rid of problematic wrestlers. I think that's that's the thing. I think the ones they are trying to get rid of the Jack Gallagher's who were accused of rape and shit like that because obviously that's extreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, maybe Velveteen Dream, poor Velveteen Dream, he got in a car accident apparently the other the other day no. last week. So he's not having a good week whatsoever. And there's reports coming uh-huh. out. Uh, again, don't know, but reports coming out that he's uh, close to being released from his contract. And, you know, that sucks because it's like, I'm again, taking accusations out of it. We're just talking about Patrick Clark, the wrestler, uh, an amazing talent. Um, he should have been on the main roster. Should have been on the main roster. Should have been, should have done a lot more. But then, you know, it's like maybe things happen for a reason. Cause can you imagine if he was like a, he was a champion by now holding an intercontinental title and all of this comes out, it would have been a lot. Uh, a lot more news uh, or a lot worse news for WWE. You know what I mean? So, right. um, you know, and, and again, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it is, I'm disappointed, you know, is, is probably the best way to say it because selfishly, I would want to see Velveteen Dream do so much, but obviously on a personal level, if that's what he's about, you know, bluntly, right. get rid of his ass. You know, there's no excuse. Um well, yeah. yeah. Well, if they end up having to get rid of somebody like that, I, I hope they would still be entertaining the you know idea of bringing in like a Tessa Blanchard. I think she's still money. You know, that's that's like a big name signing. You've lost, you know, Paige or sorry, not Paige, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've lost Charlotte. Uh, Becky's Becky. out. Uh, freaking uh ronda rousey so it's like you lost a bunch of big name but but you see sort of female acts it's like yes i agree with you but then it it, the argument becomes the argument becomes why does tessa blanchard get a pass when you know she's been accused of racist things and the way when she was she issued a half-assed apology when talking about you know the women's locker room has always said tessa blanchard is kind of a certain way uh for lack of a better term and, uh, you know, when she won the title, she said something about, like, good things happen when women stick together. And then all those accusations came out. It was like, well, you, talking about helping stuff, wouldn't well, you insult a, fem- a black female wrestler? You know, it, 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 all these stuff come out. So it's like, why would you? It, to me, it's like, if you release Velveteen Dream, you know, granted, they're not in the same category, but I'm just talking about right, issues. Just, yeah. Issues, right? So if you release a Velveteen Dream, but you hire a Tessa Blanchard because there is a void in that division i feel like that's kind of problematic in the sense of you're setting a message to to the roster that there are exceptions if you're talented enough if you're talented enough you can do this this kind of stuff does that you know what i mean like i don't think there should be a pass you know she Right, but it's like okay, you said you know something in anger, maybe off color. We're not exactly sure. I mean, you can kind of get past that when it's something you know, when it's more like something of a sexual nature. 
pedophilia kind of, like, yeah. yeah 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 like that's kind of a different category thing i mean like they did the, with hogan you know they made hogan had to go away for a little bit but now they sort of brought hogan back and you know people people for the most part i think we're okay with okay it, you I, know? Can, I can see what you're saying which is uh if that's tessa blanchard's past yeah. and per they se. have hogan on tape yeah like yeah yeah stuff, yeah so i can kind of see what you're saying which is like you know if they bring in tessa blanchard and they say you know there is you know that's what you, we heard all these problems in the past and stuff but here is your one and only chance but if we find out that you're gonna ruffle feathers you're you're out of here th- then right. maybe yes then maybe yes um now tessa blanchard again selfishly god tessa blanchard wwe all day i don't want to see tessa blanchard in aew to me aew Why doesn't not, need does no? she doesn't need an aew they don't need it Ah, to me, see, to me, to me, AEW bring wait, wait, to to, in AEW bring in a Jordan Grace. You bring in somebody that can like really evolve, no pun intended, in in an AEW and get their footing in the division. Whereas Tessa Blanchard to me screams star, right? So I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess, in that sense, if you're AEW biased, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but if that's your favorite company, yeah, bring in Tessa Blanchard. But I'm afraid of people getting lost in the shuffle in AEW right now. I think that's my main thing. Is like they've brought in oh, enough stars there, right. to be pillars of divisions. Like the women's division, remember a couple months ago w- was lacking. To me, now they've brought in some names, the Abaddon's, and they brought in, um, you know, Nyla Rose here is here. Penelope Ford has stepped up. You know, Ali's coming into play now. So I feel like there's a good rhyme and, and rhythm to um, to AEW's women's division. You bring in a Tessa Blanchard, it's very obvious Tessa Blanchard is going to have to take hold of the women's division. Mm. Again, accusations aside, we're just talking about the star talent. You bring in Tessa Blanchard, she's the star. Now there's going to be um, there's going to be accusations of nepotism with her dad Tully Blanchard being there, and you know you get what I'm saying. Like there's going to be some some right. issues just off of that. Where if she comes into WWE and she gets pushed, nobody can say nepotism because who Tully right. Blanchard's in AEW. She's going to kind of make her own name. You know what I mean? So that that's my thing. It's like I just think I just think AEW I'm fair. I'm fair. I know who I feel like should go to AEW and I feel like I know who should go to WWE in that sense. Like everybody do, do you, right. Good. Yeah, I was going to say do you think sort of AEW is maybe like they're a little like they're a little maybe too more SJW sort of than WWE is or they what, care what was more that about term? I don't even know that term. <laughs> It's like social justice. Oh, so, yeah, social, social justice, justice warriors. warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like like their brand sort of the way they're set up, they can't sort of, or they don't want to bring in people like that. But maybe WWE. It's not, it's not, not a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing because I think Tony Khan has kind of made it so that yes, and we're talking in terms of business, okay, guys? Because I might ruffle sure. a couple of feathers saying this, but yeah, Tony Khan has kind of set a precedent. He's catering to the internet, the, the SJWs, if you will, and he's catering to the internet crowd because that is AEW's crowd. AEW crowd right. is that crowd. Because somebody was telling me, like, oh, well, Cody Rhodes, and we'll get into it, we'll tease it a little bit here, but Cody Rhodes wearing that shirt, like, oh, they're, just because it was a joke to some of the internet crowd... It's not really a big deal. That's a percentage. I was like, that's not true. It's not a percentage of the crowd. That's the majority of their crowd. The 18 to 34 demographic is that Twitter SJW crowd. So, mm-hmm. so for somebody to tell me like, oh, they're only catering to a small percentage, I would agree with you in WWE. But that's AEW's whole crowd, at least in my opinion. But um, 
Yeah, I think yeah. Oh, uh, to yeah. to your to your point though, I think they they have kind of pigeonholed themselves in in that sense, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because that's why your Brian Pillman Juniors are going there, why your Abaddon's are going there, like these characters that don't because the stance is that the company takes right, right. Like I feel like they wouldn't fit into a WWE, you know. Uh, but, it, but yeah, I was saying. gonna say there's a thing of uh, a big swole saying that you know professionally bringing in Tessa Blanchard is like wise for AEW to do, you know. Because Basically, let me tell you, you know, why, like, right? So let me tell you why, and this is not a knock at Big Swole. Big Swole <laughs> is a big fish in a small pond in that sense. She really stands out. She's great talent. She looks at Tessa Blanchard and goes, "There's my rival." So she's coming. I think to me, she's coming from a from her eyes of like if you bring in a Tessa Blanchard, you put Tessa Blanchard versus Big Swole, you, you're printing money right there because they're very similarly styled, while being of different backgrounds, things like that. It, it prints money to me. But that's why. So so to me, that's why she's saying that because she's like, okay, I can really do something with the Tessa Blanchard. But in the bigger picture, you know, because I'm not in the business, taking a step back, going Tessa Blanchard versus charlotte flair you have you have a horsewomen match like and i'm not talking about like four horsewomen bailey sasha i'm talking about literally daughters of the horsemen mm, yeah yeah you know this is your rick flair versus tully blanchard match you, you know you didn't get to see back in the day you know you get to see the offspring fight and they're you know you know i know her nickname's the diamonds of the business but i mean they really are like diamonds of the business you know facing each other like to me that that's a wrestlemania match right there and so if Tessa, like, again, personal issues aside, because somebody's going to say it, personal issues aside, if Tessa knows that she can main event a WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair and WWE comes a call in, why would she even entertain an offer from AEW? Not, not knocking AEW, but it's like, why would you go there if you're Tessa Blanchard? I'm being fair. It's tough one, man. It's yeah. toughy. Yeah, yeah, you know, being fair about it. I, I think if she doesn't get picked up by either one, I think that's sort of criminal. I think if somebody needs to move, you know, pick her yeah. up, especially while she's while she's free, or at least after you know the. COVID I would say, yeah, I would say, give it a chance, and then let's see what happens from there. But you know, either way, it's going to be a controversial signing. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so people are saying uh, in the chat that they're here for the money beef, which I have to talk. To, yeah, I have to talk about soon. Yeah. Brandon and me have beef over money is what's going on. <laughs> so let's talk about that. You want to talk about it? We're at the halfway mark. Here, here's, your, here's, your, here's your halfway bar main event. So I go, I'm sitting there the other day. We're watching AEW Dynamite. You know, we're socially distancing because I don't, I don't want Brandon anywhere near me because, you know, he'll probably try to kiss me or something. But Brandon's sitting there and I just, it, the light bulb clicks because, you know, for, for full context, Brandon bought the tickets to WrestleMania 35. I had bought the WrestleMania tickets to WrestleMania 36. That was my way of paying him back because, you know, upwards of the $600 range Brandon spent for 35. Well, more than that, but I paid him back over time with like AEW tickets and things like that. But I owed him $600. So I'm like, let me, let me just buy your ticket. Let me buy your tickets for TakeOver and for um, for WrestleMania. And I did. So we were all squared up. So in my head, I forgot about it. Then it just clicked like the other night. I was like, oh, shit. WrestleMania got canceled. So obviously I was refunded the money. I'm like, I, I still owe Brandon money. I'm like, holy crap. I still owe him, you know, $600. So I'm sitting there and I'm writing a check because what it is is I'm writing a check for my car payment, which, you know, you know, 
just trying to scrape some pennies together and pay my car payment. And, you know, and so I look uh, at Brandon and I say, sir, don't I owe you some money, sir? And he goes, fuck yeah, you owe me money, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what, wait, just, wait, 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 what happened here? And he's just like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you owe me money. You think I forgot? And I was like, no, I, well, I'm sorry, I forgot. I thought it was squared up with WrestleMania. I said, I, I assume that you want me to buy, like, maybe we'll buy tickets to WrestleMania 37. He goes, with all that's going on in the world, bitch, you're lucky I don't fucking punch you in the mouth right now. He goes, you pay me back my $600 or else. And I'm just stunned. I'm just absolutely stunned because, you know, I just brought this up because I, I had, I had, forgotten about this genuinely and i'm like you know i'm sorry like i i know i owe you this money he goes you got your checkbook out now write it bitch and i was like I'm yeah scared, but i'm, I'm, I'm just like i'm just like you know i'm like scraping together money to pay my car you know every, all of us have been out of work and things like that and brendan's like i don't know what you're talking about i'm essential bitch i'm a hero, hero. he starts talking about he's a hero i'm like just because your shirt says, does your shirt say that you're a hero right now? Is that why you looked at your shirt? Wow. So he's wearing a shirt that says he's a hero. And I, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, the way he talked to me just made me feel like really, like really bad about myself. And then sure enough, AEW, one of AEW's commercials is about this like executive chair, this like leather chair. And he goes, how about you just buy me that, you bitch? And so yeah. it's like, okay, no problem. The, the commercial ends and it's a $1,200 chair. <laughs> and I'm like, Brandon, it's tw that's twice as much as I owe you. And he goes, you never heard the concept of interest? And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I could buy you this chair. So he forced me to buy him this chair. So $1,200, man. $1,200 for a chair. I just like, I, and I felt unsafe. I felt really unsafe. Like, so, you know, I just wrote the check for 1200 bought him the chair. Uh, but guys, go. please. I'm going to be good. I won't be sitting all low. I will have this nonsense behind just, me. Just it's really, going to be a nice leather. Oh, man. Just really upsetting, man. I just, I, didn't, I don't know. I Yeah, the, the chat saying it's messed up. I agree. <laughs> I agree, man. It's, I don't deserve this. I appreciate it. And it's like, you know, it was cool because like, I didn't even have to bring it up. You know, he just, he kind of screwed himself over. <laughs> I know the truth of the matter is like yeah but that's a, that's my that's my character versus Brandon's character right Brandon's like oh man I wouldn't have brought that up you gotta got away with that and I'm like well to me it's not about getting away with something like you know I have respect and honor because shit comes shit like that comes back to you and all jokes aside when Brandon paid for us many 35 I was I didn't have a job I was without a job I you know things were tough so you know I always I I always knew that. I always knew that I had to pay him back. But, you know, it was easier for me at the time to just, you know, throw it on a credit card next year for WrestleMania 36. So that's what we did, you know. And, yeah, but WrestleMania 36 didn't happen. Just like, you know, my friendship with Brandon shouldn't happen. But <laughs> Kenny, Kenny watching a lot of progressive insurance commercials. No. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. This a hundred percent happened. All everything I said was it was a hundred percent factual. Fernando's back. He's Fernando like missed. Fernando. Like Fernando. Who, by the way, Fernando does our timestamps. So shout out to Fernando because that means just so you know what that means. He watches the episode live and then rewatches it, the whole That's episode right. again just to do the timestamps. But uh, Fernando, yeah, you missed a whole story about Brandon uh, threatening me <laughs> because I owed him money. 
And uh, Fernando would have had now a field day with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fernando would have had a field day with that one. He's, I, I can't wait for the text that he's going to send after watching that one back and going, I can't believe this bastard. Um, here's something random. I don't know why I, I wanted to show it, but uh, I, I miss Izzy, man. And when we, when we were doing stuff at Knockout Wrestling, uh, her family is amazing. And I saw this like on my computer. I have this little backstage thing. I don't know if this ever got edited into the shows. I think it did. Uh, but it's uh, from Knockout Wrestling's Beatdown Before Christmas. And uh, mm. I thought this uh, this was a funny, funny uh, little promo that we did together. Uh, and to give you context, we've done it about three times. And we kept like, I don't remember, I was messing up, she was messing up. So this take, she was really angry. And that's why it came out so well, because she's supposed to be a heel. And she just runs me down. And her dad afterwards was cracking up because she just ran me down completely. And uh, <laughs> and he thought she was going to curse and say stuff because you, you, you'll hear what I'm saying. But here, just so we get a little break in the middle of this podcast. Is, is, can I please have a word? We're here at Knockout Wrestling's Beatdown Before Christmas 2. What are your thoughts on tonight? What are my thoughts on Knockout Wrestling's Beatdown Before Christmas 2? Let's just say I am the best gift that Knockout Wrestling has received. I mean, look at me. I'm Izzy. I'm the prodigy. I'm the hottest riding superstar that the pro wrestling world has ever seen. Right, Tommy? Right! Kenny. You know what? For Christmas, you should ask for a new name and a new suit because by the look of you, you look like trash. Thank you for your time. Trash. <laughs> That that's what that's where he thought uh, her dad thought she was gonna curse because it sounded it looked like she was gonna say you know you look like shit but <laughs> uh, I love that girl though you put pressure on her um, and she's like you she's like you in that sense because like there's been times we've done like three takes and they're not good but then like you say this is the last one she nails it that girl needs a live camera and that's mm. and, and I I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying when I say that about Brandon and about Izzy and things like that. That is a lot more talent than probably any of us will ever have. The ability to kind of just go live and do it that takes a lot more a lot more uh, instinct than a lot of people have. Does that make sense? To just know you can do right, one and right, done right, right. and not listen to that voice of doubt in your head and you just got to do it. Um. One take poppies, man. <laughs> Wrestling in the Dark, who Mason, for context, is blind. So he goes, yeah. been wondering what, what Kenny looked like since I started listening. Now I know he looks like trash. Thanks, Izzy. <laughs> okay, now, okay. Izzy will lie. What do I, what do I look like? Um, okay, now imagine if you took Finn Balor and Andrade and you mixed them and you made them, like, skinnier and not as in shape. Not, not that Mason's wow. still gonna know. Yeah. Mason, Mason, you went blind what, like four years ago? Give me the year that you went blind, and I'll give you some wrestlers to describe, uh, <laughs> describe from you know a time that that you could see, and then let you know what I look like. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh and, uh, in response to uh, Fernando, he said, "I'd love to see Izzy destroy Brandon. Uh, Izzy's parents won't allow me within fifty feet of their <laughs> child, so that's why I can't can't happen." But maybe one day. I won't even respond to that. Yeah. Won't even respond to that. Uh, poor Izzy. Like I, I love that girl, but uh, when she posts stuff on social media, let's just say uh, sometimes I, I do. I do this as like a little, like a big brother. Sometimes 
I sometimes see those comments and I'm like, yeah. I if I if I knew those people in person, they they would definitely be. Yeah, you know, I got a th I got three year old daughter. Let's just say it like that. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, some some things people say on social media. It's like you should be punched in the mouth for, and you come across as creepy, and it's not cool. It's not cool. Um, okay, so so oh, wow, wrestling in the wrestling dark. dark yeah. He says I fully lost my sight in 2016, but had loads of problems before that. Last time I watched a, a match with my eyes was probably late 2015. So yeah, Finn Balor, Finn Balor for the for the hairstyle and the beard, <laughs> probably that's kind of <laughs> so that's a good example. Uh, I don't know if you saw Andrade before then. Uh, <laughs> who else? Tell him in the chat. Tell tell Wrestling in the Dark he, Mason who I look like. Okay, Fernando. Swarly. No, it's Ricochet uh, with hair and not athletic. <laughs> Damn, I'm getting roasted today. Ricochet and, 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 and everything. Everything pro wrestling says big facts. <laughs> oh, so did I ever tell you that story? I think I did. I probably in the, I did in the chat. I went to a wrestling school, and to make a long story short. A guy kept sizing me up and i thought he was like i'm like what's your problem dude and he goes come to realize he was like i could see you you could, you could be ricochet's brother your his little brother oh and he's like nice. you know we could make a storyline he started doing all this stuff yeah. in his head and at the time i didn't have facial hair uh so i looked yeah. a lot more like ricochet looked at the time where he had like the little you know receding hairline with the uh no beard like i looked i looked very much like ricochet and i was in a lot better shape than i am now so all things considered i, I saw what he was saying um <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, brother, brother, yeah, yeah. Let's talk. We got a couple topics to talk about real quick. Um, so uh, I heard AEW was letting. <laughs> I like how everyone's saying "dang," <laughs> LOL, LOL. <laughs> oh man, uh, oh man, Ricochet with hair and not athletic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that, that that made my day. Um, but let's talk about the fact that um, I heard the upper bowl of. Um, well, Daly's place. They weren't actually testing people to let them sit in there, AEW, and uh, they were just doing a temperature check. Which I mean is, oh, you need. which yeah. I guess my thing is like, like I don't, I don't disagree with it, but it's like, guys, we gotta give the same energy to AEW that we give to WWE. And I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? Because like, at the end of the day, yeah, I get it. The performers are not gonna get sick, but if somebody has COVID up there, it's like, fuck, man. Like we're adding Florida. Florida just topped our numbers with 10k. Florida has almost as much followers as us. <laughs> like 10,000 new cases in one day. Look, Jesus. AEW is testing their talent. All right, they test them a bunch. You know, somebody's got it. They quarantine them. They're not running a sloppy shop like WWE. Okay, oh, so it's not their fault. Look at listen now, to Taz. Hate, uh, listen to Taz over here right? talking about a sloppy shop. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about Taz saying that line? Like, that was fantastic. I mean, Taz is gold. He, Taz, right there, he's he's the MVP. So yeah, Taz uh, saying know, that WWE over there, basically AEW saying right he's now, like, yeah. you know, they're not running a sloppy shop here at AEW. You know, it's leading to the <laughs> fact that you know, basically, because let's give context for what happened there. Brian Cage versus um, John Moxley was supposed to happen uh, the second night of Fighter Fest, but because obviously um, Renee Young went down with coronavirus. Moxley, even though he's tested negative, and Taz alluded to that, uh, he's still going to take another week off just in case. So um, they're basically just you know playing it safe, and then um, they're going to do another pay per view, quote unquote, super card pay per view, uh, fight for the fallen, the week after, so two weeks from now, and they're gonna, the main event's going to be Brian Cage versus uh, John Moxley for the AEW World Title. Now. My opinion on that is that Fight for the Fallen was supposed to happen late July. 
But because of the circumstances, this is AEW, and I said it, and it's funny because Taz said it in his promo later, but I was like, oh man, this is like AEW taking, you know, chicken shit and making it it's a chicken salad. And uh, he alluded to that, he goes, you know, John Moxley, you know, I think you got the case of the chicken shits. You know, I was like, oh, 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 hey, oh hold on. But, um, you know, people are alluding to in the chat that the only difference is that WWE withhold important info from their peeps, not cool. Uh, I'll be honest, you know, I, without going into what company I work for or who, but a company that I work for temp, uh, part-time, uh, let's just say one of the employees came down with COVID in a location, and they withheld his name, too, for privacy reasons. Because yeah. they basically didn't want people going, oh, shit, you got COVID? Like, you got COVID? You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 they didn't want, they quarantined him, and, you know, I know who it is. I'll say it like that. I know who it is, but they didn't, they quarantined him, and they didn't want it like that to be public knowledge. It was Brandon. Um, <laughs> of course, without wearing a mask. But, um, no, no, so I think WWE, uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to come across like a WWE mark. I think WWE, the main reason is WWE wants to keep, things private so that you know people aren't just like well Seamus had the COVID does that make sense were, were the people shaming them too much for continuing to run shows during sort of the COVID era that people wanted to shut down they didn't and so now they're like they got to be extra but why private did, and, I guess like, forget, uh, forget the that. testing aspect why <laughs> yeah. did everyone give WWE shit for running shows and no one ever gave AEW shit for running shows <laughs> AEW had a crowd when WWE didn't have a cro- one person in the crowd <laughs> so my thing is like obviously you know guys you know if you listen to this podcast i love aew i love a disruptor in the business which is aew and i love my wwe you know it is what it is but like for people to like not give the same energy sometimes like it, it kind of pisses me off you know like aew's got a ton of people in the crowd without masks and things like that wwe at least if you pay attention now their people have masks in the crowd now it took it took on a major 30 people coming down with COVID to, to make that shit happen. And that's on WWE. That, that's their fucking fault. But why hasn't AEW required people to wear masks too? Just because they're getting full testing? Full testing with a 45% fail rate? Don't give me that shit. Don't give me a shit that AEW is being safe and WWE is not. They were, WWE was horrible. But AEW should see what happened in WWE at Titan Ship as well. That's my point. That is my then point. Then we gotta watch these tapings. Uh, nobody wants to watch the tapings. We wanna see it live, damn it. Yeah, speaking of which, Fighter Fest and, and AEW, <laughs> or Fighter Fest and AEW, Fighter Fest and NXT Great American Bash, you know, we talk about, um, let's, let's see if there's anything to talk about before we go into our main event here, actually. Actually, speaking of COVID, let, let's talk about this one. Uh, so, Kevin Owens, uh, his wife's, I think his wife's grandmother, or wife's aunt, I couldn't remember exactly who it was, uh, but basically lost a, a family member to COVID. So, for anyone not taking this thing seriously, uh, there you go, Brandon. But um, yeah, yeah, lost a family member to COVID, which is horrible, horrible. And, and obviously the reason why he's opted out of shows uh, as of late. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that, that's a hor- that's horrible. That's why, guys, I want y'all to take this thing seriously. Everyone's like, uh, well, it doesn't affect me. I'm healthy. Here's the thing. If Brandon and I get COVID, I'm be so blunt. Brandon and I work out. We, we eat right. I eat right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, but it, as all jokes aside, even though maybe we don't eat as well as we should, we're probably healthier than most. Is my point. And we, if we get COVID, it'll knock us on our ass. We'll lose a couple of pounds. I will come back. That's not why I wear a mask. I wear a mask because I don't know what what. Like my dad is is on the sicker side. I don't know. 
I don't know what, what what could happen to him. So when he comes to my, he came to pick up my daughter and he's wearing a mask. I didn't take offense. He doesn't know. Like, he doesn't know. He knows I'm working, you know, every day. He doesn't know, you know, he trusts that I'm washing my hands and stuff. I'm actually wearing gloves at work now. Like, I'm just going a, a step further. Um, yeah, you don't know, man. And, and it's about, like, I, I never understand this mentality of, like, well, it's my body. I do what I want. You know, we talk about... Uh, well, actually, there's a topic to talk about. I didn't put it on here, but like uh, freaking low key in Austin Aries, as if you didn't know they were dicks already. By the way, I'm gonna say it because it's really pissed me off. Low key's going well. My body, my choice. Austin Aries saying the same thing. Like if I went into your cart and I looked at all the crappy food processed foods you had, and I just started taking them out, that's the equivalent of me of you telling me to wear a mask. No, it's not because me eating crappy food doesn't mean that you get fucking fat. Austin Aries, which guess what? Even though you're eat, promoting all this healthy lifestyle, I see what your little pot bellies jumping in your pool. Uh, so for all uh, he's talking no, about eating healthy, no, no, fuck Give that me. shit. For, for him talking, for him talking all this stuff about being healthy and all of that, my dumbass who probably eats a bonbon faster than he will looks healthier and acts healthier than he does. So. Austin Aries talking about this book and all of this, and then, uh, oh, Austin, uh, I eat, uh, yeah, like, uh, on the chat, oh, I eat veggie, I eat veggies, what you should be eating is a slice of humble pie, you arrogant bastard, because you're out there talking about, oh, it's the same as processed food, again, the fuck, man, it, it's, it, now is not the time, now is not the time to be talking about people's diets, and here's the thing with Austin Aries, I agree uh. with you. Because I looked at my diet even recently, and I was just like, "Man, I need to be eating better." Fuck this! I'm not. I, Brandon, you've known me over the years. There's been times where, like, I'm talking about, like, I, I regress a little bit sometimes, but for the most part, I eat like chicken, steak, broccoli, vegetable salads, and rice. Like that is a staple in my diet. You know what I mean? But I don't sit there and tell people like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong on this. But it's like we're all human and it's like you, you can eat crappy stuff every once in a while. All right. Now, when it's excessive, just like with yeah. anything, alcohol or anything. Now, if Austin Aries knows that if he goes down that path, he's going to eat horrible, good. Abstain from it. If you know, like CM Punk, if you know that if you have alcohol, you have a risk of, of, of getting being an alcoholic because your father was good. Abstain from it. I understand. I respect you. Now, the minute when you're like now, CM Punk granted did it in a. Uh, tongue-in-cheek like right. character way you know all of you who drink have your vices you know screw you kind of thing that's eh, right. different it's different I, but anyway I, I think yeah i think we can find like a middle ground like I, I don't think you know people that are like look i don't think this is as crazy as sort of just being made out to be i don't need a mask i don't think those people need to be making fun of people that are like you know i'm wearing a mask you know i have an right, elderly you right. know grandmother or right. my father might be immune compromised you know i got a kid i don't really want to you know so we shouldn't and necessarily and make fun of those real. people just so like, you know for full yeah. disclosure this is like actually one time where like brandon's being completely well, you know honest <laughs> like with uh, what he's saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like low key, like we, we don't need to make fun of those people, right, right? That are trying to, you know. But at the same time, I don't need a Karen being like, "Hey, I'm in the donut shop trying to get my donut on." She's like, "Hey, he's not wearing a mask." It's like, come on, bro. To get me, my donut, I'm leaving. No, no. To be to me, the Karens, quote unquote, of the world are not the ones who are doing that. In fact, the Karens of the world are the ones who are going, "You're infringing on my rights by not by making me wear a mask." <laughs> Where on your policy does it say I have to wear a mask? Well, it's Florida. Freaking pretty much every county is pretty much mandated it. Well, shit. 
And then they're making up these fake cards with the freedom to breathe.org and all of that crap. Have you seen that crap? Somebody walked in with that in my work one day. <laughs> yes, and uh, they're lucky I wasn't there. I heard the story because I would have said, you know. You would have kicked them out. No, but you know me. Like you hear, I, I would have said something smart. Oh, yeah, you have the freedom to breathe out there. We have the freedom. This is our house. This is, this is where we work. So you have the right to get outside. That's well, a, that's a freedom. We got look. We got cares on both sides. But of course, of course, he's like, call dude, the cops. Dude, then call the cops. The minute <laughs> your minute somebody went like this, he walked out. Yeah. Hey, come on, dude. Come on, dude. You're. I hate people. And I'm gonna be so blunt here. I hate people that measured their dicks, and then all of a sudden, like somebody comes in and and, and calls them on their shit, and then it's like, okay, bye. You stupid <laughs> little bitch. But anyway. Um, getting back into low key, I, I, dude, low key. If anyone didn't know, it was low key was a dick. Then that post that he did, I like, I blocked his ass instantly. I was like, fuck this guy, because he posted. Oh, least, guy the funny part, from. the funny part is Austin Aries. I at least was like, I kind of understood his energy, but he was saying it in the wrong way. But low key was, was was just kind of a dick. Like, you don't have a right against my body, and blah 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 blah. And I was just like, man, this is the most relevance that Loki has had since Cody Rhodes kicked him in the chest back in NXT in 2010, man. Screw, screw Loki, man. No, there's a reason. You want to talk about Tessa Blanchard, quote unquote, having an attitude problem? The problem, the problem, Loki is the definition of attitude problem because Loki should have been a lot bigger of a star in the business than he ever was. He should be up there with the AJ Styles. He should be up there with with all the guys from that era. The you know the. Um, who else? Who else? Like the Finn Balors, the Kevin Owens, those kind of guys. He should be up there, but instead, he'd rather put his own foot in his mouth and he'd rather go fuck himself and stay on the Indies, five foot eight piece of shit that he is. <laughs> oh come on, <laughs> Vinny Mac, Vinny Mac. If you need, you need the thing a star about Low Key is like on Evolve. The, the thing about Low Key, his mouth has always been, the, been bigger than his stature. Like, come on, man. It's like Low Key. I can't understand Low Key. I wish you had cut better promos. I wish you'd cut promos as good as you do uh, when you talk all your shit online. Seriously. Because Loki <laughs> is one of the most talented bastards in the world. But <laughs> attitude can hold you back because talent doesn't mean shit. If you're willing to do business, it means a lot more than yeah. attitude. But shit, yes. Hollis says Kenny's officially in rage mode. Yes. Because Austin Aries at, at low key, these are guys that are my size and should be doing something in the business. Austin Aries should have gone a lot further in the business. In WWE, I should say specifically, but it's like you always hear reports I, I of attitude got, problems. I don't know if you no, got a fair shake. Wait, shut, shut the fuck Austin up. Aries. You, he, these guys, are, there's reports always <laughs> coming out that that they they have attitude problems, and it's like, well, look, look at their Twitter. You can confirm that just by their Twitter because they don't know how to fucking act. I give an example. AJ Styles probably has every opinion that that low key and and Austin Aries has probably. He's on the Republican side of things, is my point. But AJ Styles doesn't go on social media and just put his foot in his mouth because he's responsible. He knows. There's a reason why AJ Styles has always been, you know, there's always been reports of AJ Styles being a hothead, you know, and just erupting on people and stuff. But that shit doesn't get out, you know, on, and then the, you get what I'm saying. He knows how to act. I mean, there's right. shots when, when, when Kid Rock was talking about, you know, I hope a body slam some Democrats and AJ Styles, they cut to AJ Styles. He's like, <laughs> and people were like harping on that but that was an organic moment cool but he didn't go out there and go tweet and go yeah fucking democrats you know like that that it's different it's different but anyway anyway that's right stay I, off the social I didn't, media i didn't folks. expect to it's rant a little bit it's but anyway gonna... brandon um i guess i guess let's uh... go to block you <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's blocking everybody right now <laughs> 
I'm not one of those that's like, looks, look at who couldn't handle the truth, but it was just like, fuck, fuck Loki, man. Uh, In fact, I should unblock him just to, just to see if he talks some shit. Fucking Loki, man. I can't believe it. But anyway, um, I guess let's get to the main event here. All right, so let's start with the ratings. Uh, AEW. Fighter Fest doing 748,000, NXT doing 792,000. So once again, second week in a row, NXT uh, is but barely edging this time. AEW got that all important demographic. All right, Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> tweeted out, you know, hey, look at this because AEW was number three in the 18 to 34 demographic. Barely, uh, you know, and and one and two barely edged them out, um, and. You know, uh, NXT was number 12. And uh, I liked Fernando's tweet. I'll call uh, Fernando out right now because he said something like, hey, everybody was like, yeah, Jericho, yeah, give it to them, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And Fernando called it. I was like, how come you can't give the, couldn't give that energy to Seth Rollins when he was calling out um, other companies and being proud to work for <laughs> WWE? And it's like, well, the issue is AEW is the little, sh little engine that could. And WWE is the big monster bad guy machine. So how dare Seth Rollins appreciate the company that he works for? You know what I mean? And I don't disagree with Chris Jericho at all. Chris Jericho's got a good point. Uh, that 18 to 34 demographic is, is very, um, very important. But at the same time, a win's a win. You know what I mean? Like if NXT won at 792. <laughs> do, do you think, yeah, do you think AEW is? sort of shifted the goalposts or whatever? They're changing it from, was it always about, you know, who was going to have the most viewers? Or was it about sort of <laughs> making the demos so the TV network would keep them signed on? Or was it about, you know, AEW's trying to match, you know, the big show at some point? The, way I, the way I say it is like, I understand where Chris Jericho is coming from because I think, I think with them being only 50,000 away, you know, not even um, 40,000 maybe um, away from NXT's numbers, yet they had so much more of the 13, uh, 13, what was it, 18 to 34 demographic, sorry. Um, yeah, that is a great, that is accomplishment as far as I'm concerned, because they are a newer show. You know, all things considered, they don't have the machine behind them as much as WWE. I think it's a win. I consider it a win. Um, and I agree with him in that sense, but it's like, yo, the NXT won. You, you don't, don't release, the, I don't think you should release that statement because it comes across as petty. Does that make sense? So he's right. not wrong, but, but it he, comes is, across is he as petty. Is company, like Rollins? Is right. he just being a Rollins he, right now? But he's also Chris Jericho, and, and, and the reason he went to <laughs> AEW is to be the cornerstone of A. So I get, right. I understand it. Again, my, my fault is not what Chris Jericho said. My fault, my, my, my issue is with people who are like yeah jericho but then it's like seth rollins has said it's like look at this mark he's a mark for the bit and it's like well jericho's a mark these are not negative terms jericho's a mark for AEW. that's why he wanted to go there you should you should and i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a hint if you're not a mark for the company that you work for get the fuck out of the business you should love where you work okay not Brandon. Brandon hates where he works. <laughs> no, you know? I hate where I work, but I, but I have a mark for myself. I will He's say a mark that. for himself. But yeah, absolutely hate yeah, where I work. Well, and, but this, this I agree this with. Crazy. This I agree with yeah. right here, actually. This comment. Uh -huh. This says, Jericho's having fun with the fans. It's a work. I agree with that. What I mean by that it's is, work, that's why I said I have a problem with the fans, because it's, it's the fans that are like, yeah. Like, Jericho's just having <laughs> fun with this. Rollins was probably having fun with stuff. Like, they don't care as much as the fans care. You know, and well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. All right, so we've had 
you know, essentially what was supposed to be a pay-per-view. Maybe it's just because of the COVID circumstances, this is why this is happening. But you're having sort of all these big match cards, you know, week to week to week now with, yeah. you know, do you, is it going to burn out for both companies or are both companies going to kind of what? run out of things to do? You know, Wait, doing we, all these big matches so close together. Sorry. No, I don't think so. But uh, let me, you know, I, I'll address yeah. what you just said, but I kind of yeah. want to call this into attention. Uh, Rollins was wrong, though, throwing how much you make, uh, how much you make someone is a, it, how much you make someone is a jerk move, though. Basically, how much money he makes compared to the indie wrestlers. That <laughs> comment was wrong. Yeah. Remember, I'm not, lo- I'm not looping all of what Seth Rollins in together. I'm talking about when he was like, saying something positive about a WWE pay-per-view and everyone gave him shit about right. it. I'm just talking about like that one comment. This it's in the same vein as Jericho saying like, "Hey, we won the 18 at 34." Um but yes, you know, to to your to your comment, no, be, I don't think anything is going to uh I'll say it like this, I mean, in the attitude era, they threw everything uh everything at us and then saw what mm-hmm. stuck. Uh we didn't burn out from it, you know what I mean? I think especially in the COVID cool. era, it's like Throw everything, throw everything you got, and see what sticks right now. Um, but getting back, getting back into it, um, you know. So the ratings, uh, the way they were, and fans taking things so seriously. We go into, you know, I tweet during the shows, and it's funny. You never know, guys. I always tweet things because you never know which one's going to be the one that breaks the internet. So currently, <laughs> like seriously, like the term, the term is break the internet, right? But like, I don't know if you looked at our thumbnail. That is actual. Um, that is actually. Hold on, me. Brandon, go ahead. Go ahead and talk a little bit. He's got. He's got a thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're going to be talking about the logos. Yeah. Sorry. Go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got, got it. it. Never yeah. mind. So. Yeah. The the problem is, um, I tweeted out <laughs> a tongue in cheek tweet, which you'll see here. Um, hold on. Let me let me do it right now. There we go. So you can see that. <laughs> Right here in the right-hand corner, um, I alluded to Cody Rhodes' shirt from Fighter Fest, and it says, um, you know, the American Nightmare Cody, but it is in the style of the Great American Bash. And the Great American Bash logo obviously being his father's creation, Dusty Rhodes, and the fact that WWE was doing a pay-per-view called the Great American Bash. So they were he felt a little disrespected probably in that sense. Probably they even used footage uh, of Dusty. Of Dusty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the intro. But yeah. all I tweeted out, all I tweeted out, tongue in cheek, because you can see the little smiling emoji was big old fuck you from Cody, uh, Cody and AEW to WWE. I didn't even use hashtags. I didn't expect. I didn't expect to go viral with this. Um, and as of last night, these numbers are actually skewed because it's over 500 and, and stuff now. But uh, at the time of the cover, we had 498 retweets and. 4,000 likes. So we have well over 4,000 likes now, well over 500 retweets. But man, I created a war in the comments, and Fernando was a part of that war. He'll know, because he he uh, he threw it in a completely different direction. And um, <laughs> people are, are saying... When did you add Vince on Cody's shoulder? Yeah, I, I put that because it was it's supposed to be like, you know, I was going to put Dusty on the other shoulder, by the way. I thought about it. So it's supposed to be like the devil and the angel. I thought about that, but I just thought that was my way of saying that uh, Vince is always on Cody's mind kind of thing. The little chip on his shoulder. It's a, like a little metaphor. It's like a little metaphor. Vince is the chip on his shoulder. Um, but yeah, I think this was just a little like little poke the bear from Cody Rhodes, but oh my God. I mean, talking about WWE fans and AEW fans, uh, 
they were completely up in arms about this. Whether it was WWE Marks being like, you see, Vince is always on Cody's mind, and he's in this little pissant company, and they're always trying to outdo WWE. It's like, worry about your own shit. And then you had the AEW Marks that were like, yeah, fuck you, Vince, for taking the name and stuff. And it's like, look, do I think there's animosity? Yes. Do I think it's an animosity where they are out to kill each other no because i think it's the all of all is fair and love and war mentality they know they're they're mm-hmm. battling and they know what that entails do wrestlers does cody rhodes probably talk to a lot of wrestlers in wwe yes and vice versa but it's basically cody rhodes against the machine i don't think he hates vince he <laughs> hates the machine of the wwe and he's out to get them and so i don't know like again if you want to go to twitter.com slash akfyt wrestling I actually had to, for the first time in my life, mute the notifications. Uh-oh. I had to mute notifications on that post because all it was was like, I couldn't go on Twitter. I can't imagine how like wrestlers and stuff feel. It was like, bam, 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 right. bam, bam, bam. I mean, this is up there with my posting about like John Lennon and stuff. It was just completely like, yeah. I, 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 it's funny. It's like the stuff you go viral for, you don't realize that you'll go yeah. viral for. But that goes back to being responsible because to be honest, I probably shouldn't have said what I said, which was like big old fuck you. Like it was just me laughing about it. Right. But somebody's gonna read it out of context and think like, and I got called out for it. I'm an AEW mark. Mm-hmm. I'm an AEW mark, oh, and this dang. and that. And it's like, well, you don't follow my my Twitter to see that I'm very very walked away. WWE mark. <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess if you had to categorize, I, I would probably say because yeah. I grew up on WWE. But right, um, right. if you notice, by the way, our background is the old school WCW Great American Bash uh, set from like 1996. So that's where I thought I figured it was Independence Day tomorrow. So let's just get this going. But um, wrestling in the dark. Cody wants to paint himself as this rebel fighting against the system, and then AEW signs loads of ex WWE guys, and Cody himself makes this show all about him. I, I agree. I half agree <laughs> with what you said, which is Cody is playing a character in one sense, which is us against the establishment, because that's what like he's working the fans in that sense. Is he passionate about? It? Yes, in an organic way. Yes, but I don't think he's out there. Like, I don't think he goes home and thinks about WWE all the time, like the way some of these fans do. You know, yeah, someone fell for the bait. Yes, like that. That's kind of what I'm getting. It's like I think, you know, I think I think uh, the fans are a lot more f- passionate. But yeah, that's the name of the the episode right there because I was like, well, I didn't realize I was gonna add fuel to the fire, but I I completely added fuel to the fire, uh, to the AEW versus WWE fire. <laughs> on the internet and completely broke the internet on that i literally broke i, I quite literally almost broke my twitter because if i didn't mute those notifications like my thing was going slow it was like i could do i couldn't handle that i think blew up <laughs> i i knew it was going to blow up too that because the minute i posted it like you were here when i posted it like we were watching dynamite and the oh, minute yeah. i posted it, it had 16 likes like literally to the so second like, uh, to the so, second yeah and i was like okay as soon as that happened the same thing happened with my john lennon post as soon as I saw like 20 something likes within a matter of like three seconds, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's going somewhere. You always know. It was just like, it was like the, uh, your COVID Tinder account, man. <laughs> it just blew up out of nowhere. Dude, COVID's, uh, COVID, the, and someone's going to take this out of context, but like the COVID quarantine yeah. stuff was the best thing to happen to me personally in terms of social media and stuff like that. Yeah, it blew up, up on my personal account for a daily mail. <laughs> Uh, posted my tinder profile which i made a tinder just to do this joke um 
And then, yeah, like on the wrestling world, I blew up for a John Lennon post, and I blew up for a uh, Cody Rhodes post. But yeah, crazy man, just completely crazy. But Brandon, do you have any oh. any final words before we wrap up this thing and then go celebrate the Fourth of July with our families? You know, with I'm masks, celebrating Fourth of with July. Masks. No mask. I knew no it. No mask, baby. I knew it. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat some hot dogs. I got some pie. Let's do it, man. I might even watch that rap, Mount Rushmore stuff. Just have it Fernan- on the background. Brandon, stop. Dude, be Brandon, good. if you hear like a... It's because Brandon's nervously shaking his knee. I can see it. Oh, no. Brandon's like so literally nervously going... You know why? Because he knows he's full of shit when he's talking about the mass. He's scared. He's a scared little bitch. All right? And then Fernando says, did Deanna swipe left? Look, unfortunately, I don't know. I haven't... I haven't Deanna, call me. All right? Call me. I don't know. She's... Uh, <laughs> ghosting me a little bit all jokes aside i do uh, think she's no. date i've always uh, uh, thought that she's dating uh one of the uh is it what's his name <laughs> from uh the forgotten sons i think she's dating him oh not that i want to out yeah, their personal lives forgotten sons, bro. Not, not wesley ba- Blake, forgotten sons. not jackson Riker, the other guy uh steve cutler so yeah i think she i think they're dating just all jokes aside um so my heart's been broken for a while just so you know uh <laughs> <laughs> so Mason says COVID killed my podcast. Lockdown meant my neighbors were all in were in all the time and they made noise complaints, so now I can't do it. What? Oh, Give me your neighbor's address. Damn. I will send them a bag of dog shit. Okay. <laughs> see see how Brandon didn't good. laugh? You see how Brandon didn't laugh? It was just like that episode <laughs> where I had to edit in laughter. He'll edit it in later. It'll be there. Perfect. But Hollis, actually, Hollis wants to stay away from me. Actually, come on, Hollis. You gotta come to the COVID party. One piece of news no. just before we came on air. Now, shut up, Brandon. No COVID yeah. party. <laughs> before we uh, go off air, because I, I I totally forgot that this happened. Uh, there have been reports now that Kyrie Sane's going back to Japan. So she's uh, finishing mm. up with WWE, and uh, she's going back to with her husband and stuff. And and man, you know, I'll say it. I don't know how some of these Japanese wrestlers come over here without their families. I couldn't. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I can't imagine. Like, you know, because there's been reports of you know Io Shirai. Obviously, she's uh her fiance is evil in New Japan, and um, like she com- comes over here without him. Like that. that that's got to be tough, man. I don't know how you do it. So like, I don't blame. I don't necessarily blame um, Kyrie Sane and stuff for going back to Japan. Um, I think that's the reason why like Shinsuke Nakamura resigned. He's got his whole family here. He's got his wife and his kids. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have his wife as kids, I think he and, and was getting a horrible push the way he was. I think he just up and left. But Shinsuke likes surfing, so I mean, come on, you're gonna want to live in Florida, right? But keep it here, yeah, yeah. But oh man, sad, sad reports. Sad reports that Kyrie Sane's leaving. She didn't even scratch the surface of her WWE I know. career. We to see on the pirate ship, yeah. Oh, oh man, nine. remember we were talking about like yeah. Kyrie Sane being on the on the pirate ship and in um Raymond James Stadium for context has a pirate ship. Yeah. Um and we were expecting her to have a special entrance or something there. Right. But she had already turned heel, but I, I hope she goes yeah, back to the gimmick, uh, yeah. I I hope she goes back to the pirate princess gimmick. So what's her what was her name before that? Kyrie Hoju? I don't I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Totally but, but uh yeah. So in wrapping up, I do want to say uh, it is the month of July. July, uh, look at me. Please. Nothing this month. No murder hornets. No COVID. Okay, like, let this be the month where we just, like, we chill out. And we don't get anything new, okay? All right? 
that's all I'm gonna say. Let's just figure out what we're doing for the rest of the year. Hopefully, I was I was gonna say hopefully we're over the hump. You got Mike Pence talking about yeah we're doing better in Florida. No, nice. ten thousand new cases, sixty eight deaths. Like uh, so, whatever 60, bias, yeah, the, look, whatever maybe. you, that's whatever by, what, most deaths in a day is what that is, Brandon. But anyway. Uh, since we're over the hump, apparently, I don't know. People think that just because they say something, it's true, Brandon. Uh, but you know, we're not over the hump. Please wear your mask. And I was actually talking about um, all jokes aside. I do want to spend the money and do this. Um, I kind of want to get some Kenny for your thoughts mask made, and I don't want profit off of it. Like I'm, I'm doing my best to see if I can get some masks made. And everybody in the chat, uh, let me know in the comments after the episode. Let me know. Hit me with a comment who wants a mask and I will do my best. You know, I'm not a rich man by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I figure if it if it helps promote our brand and it also keeps you safe, why not invest the money? So let's say that right now. Brandon's not going to wear you it. You should have a mask. It's just me smiling. It's like my smile. Just Brandon's my face. Mouth. Just Brandon's like face. Like, yeah. It's Brandon's <laughs> face with like a mouth gaped open. But anyway, guys, thank you for, uh, nice. for joining us. Um, for episode 87 uh let's uh, before we go talk about the k cup of the week beating faces which is april uh check out her channel check out her channel beating faces and uh, i do want to remind everybody before we go as always i like to remind everybody that whatever brandon says on this podcast does not necessarily represent us so here we go hello the opinions expressed by brandon brown during this podcast are his alone they do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the Kenny Free Thoughts podcast. To anyone I may have offended, my humblest apologies.